Today we will be talking with Sam from Bread Social. He's going to be telling us a load of cool stories about how we got started, where all the inspiration comes from, how he looks after his team, and much more. Bread Social, Sam. Sam Solwick. Yep. In my phone, you're actually uh, Sam the Colombian Breadlord. <laughs> Now, where did that come from? That's, you know, Who put that, that be, in there? Oh, that be, must have been Ryan. No, no, that's Sammy. Uh, Sammy, Sammy Johnson. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, we've got a bit of history there. So you are one of the owners of Bread Social. There's more than one owner? Or yeah, there's three of us in total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Paul Giddings is the other one, the, um, one of the others, and then Tom Scott. Thomas Scott's here, the third partner. Yeah. Um, so we all met... Paul and I met years ago at Burke Street um, Bakery in Sydney. Yeah. Um, they had a sister company, Central Baking Depot, um, and he started baking for them. I'd sort of had enough of the the night trade and working around alcohol and decided I wanted to go into something different, and um, coffee had always been a bit of a passion. And him and I just sort of found a synergy and, you know, big fans of what Burke Street and Central Baking Depot were doing at the time, but we felt there was maybe a way to do it on a smaller scale and not let it grow to something that was, you know, 15 shops and you yeah. know, those guys really set the bar and, you know, they were the pioneers of that kind of Australian, you know, artisan bread culture, yeah. um, you know, around that time. And we just sort of grew this idea that maybe we could um, focus a bit more on organic, local produce, sustainable. Um, I'd always wanted to move back up to Byron being from the area. Um, so you were in, obviously you were in, so you started off in Byron when you were super, super young at Clark's Cafe with your mum and dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the olds were, they had the beach cafe and, um, and the Orient, which was where um, Balcony is now for a number of years. Yep. Um, so sort of hospo through and through. And then, um, you know, much like yourself, you realise that those long hours and, and late nights are, not conducive with us as we get older. Yep. Um, but you don't look any older, for the record. Well, mate, it's getting there. There's a few greys <laughs> creeping in. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, moved, you know, as a lot of kids in, in the shy do, moved away and wanted to go and hone some skills a bit more in Sydney and yeah. hopped around a few different places down there and um, and then, yeah, found, found our way into the bakeries. How, how I mean, when you were a young fella, you were waiting the floor there at... Um, uh, the beach cafe and you know you ran the town pretty much you were just like the cool kid everyone wanted to go hang out there's probably some of the best real estate in the country mm. uh so you're pretty lucky so you went off and then you started making some uh some beautiful bread down in sydney how long were you how long had you been or have you been on the tools like making bread like look my background was always more front of house really? um and so i started managing um, Central Baking Depot at the time had three stores, yep. so I was a general manager. Um, and as it sort of progressed, I just found that there was more of a passion for me, in you know. And there always had been, you know. Mum was a mum was a good cook, um, you know. So there was always really affluent, colourful people around a long Sunday lunch or a dinner table, you know, in our house. Um, so there was always, um, you know, a focus on good food, and that kind of kicked me on my way. And then having an opportunity, I guess, to um, to be a bit more hands-on and, and pick and choose my role a bit at Central Baking Depot um, helped. And then to start working alongside people like Paulie and, and, um, and 
some of the caliber of people that are, were involved in those businesses at the time. What's the secret of a good partnership? Like a lot, a lot of the listeners have business partners and stuff. Like, what, what do you think the secret of having a having Man, a good relationship? I'd say probably the best advice we had when we first started, because um, to be honest, I didn't know Tommy at all. Paul and Tom knew each other from old TAFE days, but I hadn't met Tom, and you know, kind of friend of a friend kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but the best advice we had in the early days, someone said to me, it was actually Daz from the Ducks said. Um, with your business partners, pick your battles. You're not going to win every one. And for us, I think um, in that relationship, there's a really healthy synergy in that um, we all cover really different areas of the business and that gives the staff really clear um, sections to go to. If you're talking about equipment, you go to Tommy. If you're talking about production and bread numbers, you go to Paulie. If it's front of house and HR and um, employment salaries, or then you come and talk to me. And of course, there's crossover in that, but to trust in what the other partners are doing and allow them to do their jobs. And I think communication's a big one for us, you know, as far as that partnership goes. We're lucky enough, Touchwood, I can say we've never had a, a, a big blow up. Mm. Um, and we maybe we maybe we over communicate. Maybe we spend too much time in meetings talking about the direction we want to push. And um, but we make that at least a weekly thing to be sitting down together and at least together in the office. How do you do that now? Um, at a at a nice safe <laughs> distance of one point five meters. Uh, yeah, look, we're on the phone a lot yeah, together, yeah, yeah. you know, and we kind of manage it that way. You know, it's um, a bit of FaceTiming, and um, we're lucky enough now that the business has grown to the size that we don't. Um, we're not required to be on the tools all the time. Um, and so we can step back a bit and, you know, probably over the last 18 months we've been able to do that and do it in a way that um, helps to support the teams and, you know, they still feel our presence. Um, certainly for both Tommy and Paulie, they're still involved in the in the day-to-day stuff um, at least two, three days a week. And I'll try and pick one or two days more for my own sanity. I'm sure you know it's like sitting in the sitting in the office yeah. day in, day out. Um and for us, we found that's the best way to, you know, to kind of keep a healthy balance and, and keep tabs on ourselves and the direction we want to push the business. So, um, so what about just the quality of the product? How do you how do you absolutely make sure that that bread is just cracking every single time? Uh, you know, that's that's the big seller, isn't it? The bread, yeah. For us, it is, yeah, and that's always been our focus. Um, we won't compromise on ingredients. Um, and we have a really fantastic um, flour provider in Woods Organic Flour. They're a um, family-run farm out of Inverell. Um, and we've been with them since the beginning now. Um, we've grown to be one of their bigger customers. And um, staying in line with, with what they're... Um, the change in flour is something that fluctuates, obviously, through a drought and seasonality. That whole thing is something that's mm. really um, can really affect it. Um, so making good bread and being consistent was, um, and offering a high level of service was the challenge within the company. But it's having skilled people and always reassessing, you know, like it's that whole coffee, bread, a meal, it's the same thing, you know, we sort of have that attitude that you're only as good as the last loaf of bread you baked or created. So mm. if you're going to do it in a way that, um, you know, that provides the staff the tools to be re-evaluating their um, mixing methods and hydration and the flour that they're using and the strength of the flour and those kinds of things then um, s- maintaining you know a healthy translucent way of, mon- of uh, mo- monitoring that is is what's key for us I think you know it's you can have a fluke day where you're like wow look the bread looks amazing and then what you feel was like the same process at the same time the same bake time um, and totally different results so 
Does that come back down to the wheat at all? Is there like a like a every other fruit and vegetable? Is there a wheat season? Uh, not so much a season. Whereas now they're kind of what they do is um, they'll grow and stockpile. Like the amount of country right, that this okay. country grow, uh, the amount of wheat that this country grows now is huge. Um, when the drought hit, maybe three years ago, we came into this time. Um, where overnight the price of flour jumped quite significantly, almost doubled. Mm. Um, and at that time, there were some larger flour providers um, that perhaps we could have jumped to and still use that catchphrase of organic. Yeah. Um, do we want to use um, a flour that's organic certified perhaps in a different country? Are you just paying for that stamp? You know, I'm sure you see that quite a lot with produce yeah. and what you guys do with Suncoast. Um, so at that time, Woods couldn't supply us the amount of organic that we wanted. Um, so we went into a sustainable, um, there's other strains of flour that, you know, we believe are still um, keeping to organic practices, if not, you know, going further in, in you know, in, without the certification, you know. So for us um, to stay with them through that period was really important, but then to see um, good quality organic flour continue. Um, it's, it's strength of flour, I guess, is what you're looking for. You know, protein levels and strength is what we're looking for in it. Um, but again, you know, consistency in the flour. You know, we, we're lucky in that we have a great relationship with them. We've got a big holding facility at the farm for the flour. So we can take, you know, about 12, take about 14 tonne at a time. Yeah. Um, and we'll move that in about a month, um, month to three weeks. And then, um, it enables us to monitor what flour we're using and, and, you know, get a toe in the water for the next batch coming through. And as you develop that relationship, that's something that Tommy works really, um, Tommy works really closely on with Woods, um, what characteristics we want in the flour and how we can maintain that, you know, year round. There's a few things that we might tweak to, to keep, um, keep it nice and consistent. And, um, you know, there's also, there's, Flour's gone into another, you know, another sort of strategy now where there's, you know, much like coffee doing a single origin thing, you know, so people are really excited about single origin grains and um, and some of them have been around for eons. You know, obviously, bread making in itself is one of those things um, that's been around for quite a long time. So our philosophy in that and the attitude towards the flour is let's not change a process that's been around for thousands of years. Let's keep as true to it, you know, as it, as it has been for a long time and, and you know, it's... In that way, it can be more simple. It shouldn't be complicated. We shouldn't be adding stabilizers or, or improvers or, you know, any of those mm. kinds of things, you know, to what's really a natural levy and fermentation process. You know? I um, I remember like eating pasta and stuff in Italy, and and they and they talked about how the wheat was different, and um, you know, like people say that even gluten intolerant people seem to be able to eat, you know, this old world wheat that was made into pasta and. Has has our has our wheat changed, or is because of organic? Have we we changed it all? Do you know anything about that? I think it's something we feel really strongly about, and um, not to put a negative spin on it, I think. But again, that like flour, water, salt, nobody's yeah. got problems with that. You <laughs> yeah. know, when you and I were at school, um, you know how many gluten intolerant kids were there in your class? Like yeah. Two in the whole school. Yeah, yeah. Now well, there's none supposedly three in in every class. You yeah. Know? And and that in itself. Um, I believe is as a direct result to the processing methods that some of these larger companies went through in that they went, 
wait a minute, we can mess with the natural process and go from mix to bake to bag in three hours and save five hours of wages, Yeah, you know, um, and allowing a baker to just go in and do their job. And a little sprinkle of that, little little dust of that, you know, if you turn over the packets on some of those more highly processed breads, yeah, I'll bet you're not reading flour, water, salt. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing. That, that that's, that's the case, yeah. Well, that's, uh, it sounds like you've um, had a lot of success and uh, I know it's without... You know, I'm sure you've had your challenges. What what was a what's a big challenge you've had in 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 your life, really? Uh, personal level, I'd say the old man passing away was a big one. That was I really, remember that. That was really um, unexpected. Uh, at the time, he just finished at the beach cafe after 20 years and was looking to retire. Um, as you hear, a lot of those kinds of people, I think, that have worked their whole lives and you know, in that way, having that strong work ethic has kind of provided them purpose within their life. Um, yeah, that was probably on a, on a personal level. And look, to be really honest, I know it's current right now, but the virus, you know, this this thing coming at our business um, is something that obviously none of us could have planned for. Um, and in the area of the business that I tend to be attentive towards, you know, in the financing side, um, I guess in some ways I felt like we should have been or I should have been ready for that or been able to safeguard our business from that from that whole thing as it came on and um, you know for us it it changed our changed our business within 48 hours you know the number of wholesale customers restaurants and cafes I'm sure much like yourself just fell mm. away overnight yeah yeah it's been a massive challenge for everyone and uh, it's probably the reason why we've got a bit of time to talk today but um but there's a building going on next door if anyone's wondering what that is not not uh there's a few cars we're at the back of uh, bread social on Tweed and um, yeah, a little bit of background noise. Hope that's okay. But back to your dad. Like, what can we learn as 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 young men or you know middle aged men now? We're still young. Yeah, okay, we're still young. Uh, what can we What can we learn from you know what he did? Was he working super hard? I, I do remember him myself because it was back in the Fruto days, but um, yeah. not obviously not very well. But um, you know, I remember it all going down. But what can we What can we take from that? What can we tell the listeners like? What was his big thing? Man, I think for, for for people like you and I, and you know what I try and take away from it on a on the regular basis is is time with family. You know, like we're not we're not promised tomorrow, mm. um, and you know I don't need to be the, the richest bloke in the cemetery. You know, and I think um, <laughs> I got you know I got three young kids, and I think in that way, if we treat them and teach them in the right way, um, and instill the the work ethic and you know and some of that kind of stuff, then They'll go on their own path, you know. And I think, you know, those those lessons, you know, I, I do remember things like the old man working really hard on a Saturday and a Sunday and never having weekends off and not being able to attend soccer games and, you know, coming and watch your surf and doing things like that. And, um, you know, sure, he's a great role model, but, to you know, I think the idea is that we evolve, you know. And, yeah. and in that whole evolution thing, we, um, you know, what we choose to pass on to our kids, you know. So now I think, yeah, if I... Paul and Tom and I have a thing at the moment where we won't work, and we have done now for almost two years. We don't do don't do weekends, you know. And and yeah, you know, from a business sense, we should be here Saturdays and Sundays and covering penalty rates and all that sort of stuff. Um, but that time with family, I think, is really important, you know. And and um, and and those early formative years, I've got you know a ten year old and an eight year old and a and a two year old. That's the time you don't get back, you know. And oldest is is ten year old girl, and and she's already at that stage where she's 
not wanting to hang out with dad. Dad's not cool enough, you know, so I feel like my days are numbered in that way, you know, so. Probably one of the most important times now too, like that age, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I can really reflect on that as well. I know that I've, uh, you know, I know my kids listen to this and I know that I've worked ridiculously hard for a long time and I think I was just at the point where I was starting to enjoy the podcast and enjoy a few things and Nick and I, um, Nick who looks after all the podcast stuff we reminisce of how we were flying to sydney and flying to Cairns to do podcasts and mucking around having a great life yeah and then covid came along and messed with our system and i feel like i've had to start another whole business just to keep the employees really you know just to keep everyone alive and going but in that you know pressure pressure makes diamonds they say you know we've been able to create new relationships and new things um, but yeah, getting uh, you know it's, we're only what five or six weeks into the really hitting uh, Queensland, New South Wales, but or Australia. Mm. But um, I feel that I've made so many connections, and for any of those ones that are listening, and I haven't called you back, I, I will, or please call <laughs> me again because we've literally had hundreds of inquiries of products that want to go into the boxes, and and I've just really and then you've introduced me to Renio. Single O, yeah, the they're great. They're a good outfit, those and guys. There's just loads of, of really cool connections that we're, we're making now. And, and I think we're, we've been wanting to go into the sort of retail scheme for a long time. But, um, and, you know, like me and you have definitely never been, you know, look, I talk to you five times a week now. And, yeah. But before we didn't. So, you know, and I hope that that can sort of continue and we can do something there if there is a need for it in the, in the future. Well, I'm not think, sure if there will be or not, but. I think in that whole. Um, in the whole journey of the the virus thing and, and, you know, taking some positive away from it, certainly there's a need sometimes to focus on the seriousness and the negativity of the whole thing. But, um, you know, like you say, the level of um, hopefully community um, mm. community aspect being magnified and us coming back to it. I, I like the barter system, you know. You give me fruit and veg, I'll give you bread, you know. Yeah, We're yeah. seeing some of those relationships flourish again and um, a focus being on... Um, you know, good providors like yourselves and, um, you know, good providers and local seafood, local meat, you know, mm. um, and, and that really showcasing, you know, what we've got in this area of the coast. You know, I think before it was trendy, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and all this time yeah. ago, you know, you, you knew, we knew that this area was great for growing. It was, we've got a beautiful ocean. We've got, you know, um, the opportunity for, you know, for good um, growing for proteins and cattle and, you know, fish and all of these kinds of things. And um, some of the some of the coolest things I think to come out of it is that relationship with some of those some of those more seasoned providers that have been doing it for a long time and they're not doing it for Instagram followers or for the name of it. You know, they're, they're just doing it because that's what they've done or that's what their fathers did and mothers did before or whatever mm. it was. And, and seeing that, you know, in itself is, is is probably the coolest part, I think, of it, you know. Yeah, I think one of our focuses is to try and find lots of local stuff and, you know, made from scratch as much as possible, whether it be pasta or whatever. But it is really, really nice to see how many opportunities, yeah, are around. And, yes, it has been trendy. It has been something that people say they do. But, you know, like I know from how much, you know, imported asparagus that we, you know, we, we get asked for or we even do yeah. sell because it's demand and we're not going to, you know, we can advise our customers what to do. But, you know, at the end of the day, they they, get, they order what they want to a degree. But, um, yeah, I think this whole local thing, coming back to Australia made, Queensland made, New South Wales made, or whatever we call ourselves here, the you know, this connection between Brisbane and Byron is, is like one little place of its own. And, 
Yeah, I think it's really, really exciting that we get this opportunity to actually, I'm, I, for me, I'm just like tasting all these new flavours and new things that, you know, you just, you know about, but you just don't do. But well, um, I think for your business too, you know, you've kind of become, you know, it's almost like the, the catching point and the funnel of all of this, you know, from what I see from the outside, you know, you've really brokered the right kind of relationships with those types of businesses. So you'd You'd be seeing, I'd imagine, an amazing array of stuff coming through. You yeah, know? it is. You know, like with Sam's relationships in Byron, uh, you know, like he knows everyone, like Sammy yeah. Johnson. And, and you know, he, obviously me and you have known each other for a long time and others in Noosa and Brisbane. And, yeah, you're dead right. That's a really good way of looking at it. It's a collective of all the years gone by falling into this one little funnel that's the only funnel that's keeping us alive right now. We're all breathing through the same tube to try and stay alive. Well, if in that, I'm sure, you know, you're seeing the same thing where we hope that the positive to come out of this is those local food food vendors and you know i live down south golden area and and um you know seeing the new brighton farmers markets you know they shouldn't be as busy as they are right now but you know to see people focusing on that on that local produce aspect again is super important and having a respect for um us being able to you know grow or produce or take what we need um from our local area rather than importing it is hopefully yeah. what's going to be and I think, you know, for all of us, you know, there's local produce and there's local produce and, you know, we, we use as much as possible and, um, you know, different seasons grow from, you know, the, the top of Queensland all the way down through to Victoria, um, you know, where stuff comes from at different times of year due to the weather. But, uh, yeah, farmers markets, I think always be checking that they are, you know, if you're really looking to support local, you've really got to check, I, I find, because I'm going, hey, man, that's not you. I know they don't grow at this time of year. 100%. But, you know, that insider knowledge. Um, um, yeah, and eating in season is, is, is awesome. But um, uh, what else we got, Nick? What else was I going to ask him? Was it called bread unsocial now or is it just... Bread social distancing. <laughs> there's, been, there's been a heap bread of puns. social distancing, that's gold. What did there's, we think of that? There's, there's been a heap of puns about it, yeah. And um, in the name, that was probably one of the hardest things that we had in the early days was the name and the logo that we couldn't agree on. And the social um, part to the name was more based around the idea that baking bread um, and pastry in itself can be quite isolating. Um, so in that way, uh, we found that, you know, if you're up early in the morning, you're baking with one or two colleagues, you know, often there's not that connection with the end consumer. Um, so you don't get that gratification of going, oh, look, I, I baked this and I, you know, we use quality ingredients and I really think it's a beautiful product and I hope you enjoy it and, and, and seeing that return feedback. So the idea for us in that social element was to hopefully bring the community into the whole um, process of bread making. And again, you know, another positive coming out of the virus thing is has been um, the number of people wanting flour starter. We do, we had bread classes going down at the farm um, and unfortunately had to pull those away. Um, but in replace of that, the number of people that have come to us and, and purchased flour and starter and a um, little bit of a how-to recipe kit and have gone on their own bread-making journey at home is super cool, you know. So you get people adding it and sending you photos and um, that in itself has been really nice, you know. People are taking a skill away from this whole thing that hopefully they'll, you know, not just kill time with the kids but, you know, kind of enjoy hopefully into the future. I think that's a really good thing to come out of this. I feel like we've almost gone back in time and that we are teaching our kids how to make bread. Like there's, there's a lot of kids who wouldn't have known how to make pasta or bread or anything. And uh, the people who are able to work from home and they're able to manage their kids and all that stuff. Yeah, I kind of, I know I'm saying what you just said. I just, you know, it is such oh, a Oh man, you say thing. you get to, you know, I'm sure 
like yourself, my partners at home and trying to find creative ways to keep teaching the kids and, and keep them occupied when they're feeling a bit housebound. Mm. Um, something like that, you know, fill up a whole day, you know, if you're mm. following the process with them and go off into other little does and things that they can play around with, you know, it's, it's, it's nice, you know, it's nice for them. And um, yeah, like you say, it comes back to that old world way of doing things in that we used to be a lot more self-sufficient. Mm. Um, favorite fruit? Ooh. Is avocado a fruit? Avocado is yep. a fruit? Or star fruit? Really? Carambola? Mm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, veg? Ooh. We've been growing a lot of eggplants at home at the moment. I'm just thinking about what's in the garden. How do you say that in Colombia? Eggplants. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do we ask, Nick? Uh, where do we buy your bread? Ah, where do they buy that? At bread? Suncoast, of course. Oh, yeah, um, you can add it to your veg box there. Uh, look, we've got a great number of um, local businesses supporting us. Obviously, um, big ones, Three Blue Ducks at the farm. Um, they have a beautiful bread stand down there with a lot of our treats and certainly their own stuff too. Um, but we have brokered relationships with a lot of those um, independent individual businesses around the area. Um, Queensland, uh, Highline up in Palmy. Um, Commune Espresso, um, look down in, in the Shire, there's a, um, a huge number of businesses. Bay Grocer, that's Bay Grocer um, is a big one for us. We love those guys. They've got a beautiful big Everyone stand in there. Everyone loves those guys. They're, they're awesome. Just, uh, you, just, you can't not love them. They're, you know, they're offering in there, and, uh, you know, this whole thing I'm sure they're doing really well from. Yeah, um, Look, so. Santos Stores, Seed and Husk down in, um, in Lennox Head. So just Suncoast Fresh, really, but... But Suncoast. We, <laughs> yeah. we highly recommend going to Suncoast. a stupid question, Nick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just about you. <laughs> right, um, I don't know. Let's wrap this up. It's, thank you for having us. It's amazing that you can be in New South Wales and I can be in Queensland. This border is only about a metre thick, so we're, we're really lucky that we got to do this today. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having us at your beautiful bakery and thanks for giving us all the treats. And uh, what's your Instagram so people can find you? It's just at the Bread Social. At the Bread Social, perfect. Thanks for thank coming, Thank you very guys. much, mate. Done. Come on. Easy.